Hello and welcome to my podcast, You've Got to Be Joking, with me, Bunny Jane. I hope you're having a lovely week so far. Um, this week, I am going to be talking about... Um, why do we stay in relationships that clearly aren't working? That is the question. I'm wondering, and I feel like, a lot of the time, why we stay in relationships is because, well, for my reason anyway, was because I felt like, am I ever going to meet anybody who's going to love me the way that this person does? Am I going to throw this relationship away for these things that aren't working? Like, you know, everything else is great in our relationship. There's this one thing that's missing. Can I throw my whole relationship away for that one thing? For someone else that might not be as good as this person, actually probably won't be as good as this person ever in my life. Can you really take the plunge and actually think, could I put up with this for the rest of my life and actually put that part of me aside? Or could you break up and break free of that relationship and move on and actually try and put yourself into the deep end and see where that goes? I feel like a lot of the time, when me and Robbie broke up, so many people came to me and were like, you are so brave for doing what you've done. I'm like... That's really funny to me that you say brave because for me, I just wouldn't want to look back in 20 years time and like resent somebody that I've loved for such a long time. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to live that life? (coughs) Excuse me. For me, it's like, surely you should live this life to your fullest every drop that you get, right? And I've always lived by that. So why would you be in a relationship that doesn't fulfill your every need and actually fulfills your need every single day in every single box that you have on your list of relationship checklist, if you like. I don't really think people think about that. I think we're so driven to the thought of you have to be with somebody at a certain age and you have to be married and you have to have children and you have to be in this like certain box that we all want to tick, like buying a house at a certain age and having a job that pays a certain amount of money and being successful and being all these things that actually aren't really for everybody. They're not in everyone's checklist. Because for me, I certainly don't have half of those things right now, On and I'm 33. So, and I'm coming up to being divorced. So 33 and divorced, I thought at this time in my life, looking back to if I was like, what, say 15, I think I would have thought that at this point, I would have had like three kids a dog, a house. I would have certainly been driving because I don't have a fucking driving licence, which is tragic. (laughs) But, you know, we move. Um, And I would have been living, like, this adult life which we've all been kind of, like, sold as a, a kid to believe that that's what you should do because that's what success means. It's not what success means at all in my in my eyes now. Growing up and being an adult, like, it makes me think, actually, I couldn't think of anything worse. I wouldn't want to be a stay-at-home fucking cleaning the dick dishes dickish i wouldn't want to be cleaning the dishes for some guy who works a nine to five job that i never see whilst i'm cleaning up after the kids and he comes home and i cook him dinner suck him off and go to sleep it's just not something that i want to be doing i want to be living like doing all these things i've always wanted to do like travel the fucking world i know has as like cliche as that may be but everyone in their own life and I feel like living singularly now that I have been for the last year why would you not want to do all these things why would you not want to live that life 
it baffles me that people are like chasing after these relationships after relationships to try and fill those voids that they have within themselves I mean I'm saying this now like I'm talking like a fucking expert I've been single for coming up a year and I feel like the last six months have really been massively progressive for me because I feel like now I'm happy being on my own which is a milestone I never ever thought I could be in this place where I'm okay being in my own space I'm okay being alone I'm okay with my own company of course I have my times I'm really fucking lonely and I'll cry myself to sleep and I'll be a fucking hysterical and I'll listen to the same song over and over again like I'm 15 again you know like very nostalgic crying you know classic I feel like for me I don't understand why anybody if they're not 100% happy and they're doubting somebody in their mind regardless of how long you've been together it could be could be three months it could be three years it could be 10 years it could be whatever the amount of time right I feel like if you're doubting like always said this always said this with Robin we spoke about this so many times if you've got a slight doubt in your mind about anything especially relationships then why why would you continue with that person because surely that doubt is going to eat you away and you're going to be thinking well why am I doubting this I shouldn't be going ahead and carrying this on because for five minutes of course it's going to feel great but if you're arguing and going through all these different things then why would you carry that on if it's not giving you everything you need I just it it does baffle me now looking back on like what I've gone through it's uh it's difficult to watch other people in those situations where you know when you see those kind of people that are like they're clearly not in a happy relationship but they try and um, put a band-aid on it with either having a baby or getting married or buying a house or getting a dog or whatever it may be to put the band-aid on for five minutes to make them feel like they're happy in that moment what what is it about that is it is it being too scared to put yourself out there again because I feel like a lot of the time it is people are so afraid of being rejected and being rejected in the dating world and I have to say it's fucking brutal out there it really is going from living in this kind of romantic sense of dating when I was 22 or however young I was before um, meeting Robin to now is is a fucking minefield out there like there's so many options so I could be someone's first chat of the day but it doesn't mean they're gonna continue talking to me I could be you know the end of the list for somebody which is such a, a throwaway feeling I suppose my point is like you don't really want to be put in that situation again so if you find someone that's like on a level with you and your friend and and your lover or whatever and they can go through life with you and kind of I suppose a lot of people think they can put up with me in inverted commas but just it's crazy because now looking now looking to the future for myself the only thing that I would ever want is for someone to be level up from what I had before which is going to be really hard to fucking match up to because such an amazing human being so of course they have to be a fucking level up for that they have to be fucking like next level shit and I don't think a lot of people think like that at all I think they think I only deserve this I'm not good enough for this I'm not worthy of this and I have been through those exact feelings those exact thoughts I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm not pretty enough, I'm not skinny enough, 
I don't, you know, all these different things that go through your head. You're comparing yourself to other people. You compare yourself to the ex. Everybody fucking does it. And you know you do. You've been through their fucking Instagrams. Everybody fucking does it. I know you've fucking done it because we've all done it. It's just, it's wild. It's wild to me. Oh, I mean, I know I'm literally just like spewing what's coming out of my brain. But for me, I'm like, from what I've gone through, and I keep fucking saying it, and I'll keep continue to say it. You are your fucking number one. You come first. You date yourself first. You love yourself first before anyone else comes into the equation. If you're not completely happy with yourself and being on your own, and being in your own thoughts, sleeping in your own bed on your own, in your own if your own if you've got lucky luck like me and you've got your own place, even being on your own in a flat share, you know when your fucking housemates have gone out. Having that time alone to yourself, being okay with your own thoughts, going for a walk on your own, go and grab a coffee on your own, go for a little stroll on your own, you know, whatever it may be, being okay with being on your own, being okay with being single, actually is probably one of the hardest things I've had to get to grips with, and I've had a lot of therapy working through this, because, of course, it's like, why do I keep getting rejected from these guys, it doesn't make any sense to me, like, I feel like I'm a good person, and um, you know, like, I mean, everyone's got to be the, their best um, number one fan, right? I feel like I have got a lot to offer t- for somebody. So why am I getting rejected from these guys? They're fucking non-playable characters. They're NPCs. Let's be fucking honest. You're dating people that are lower than you. That's what it is. That's why it's not working out. If they're dumping you, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that the fucking universe is sending it down to you going... Honey, you haven't learned that lesson from the last relationship. How are you not clocking on to the same person? You're attracting the same person again. You're going to learn the lesson again, so here we go. So you're going to learn it, and it's going to hurt harder. And it's going to hurt until you fucking realise that lesson and you move on to the next. Because if you don't learn the lesson, it will keep coming up, and it always will. Genuinely, always keep coming up. It happened to me with friendships. There was um, girls I would become really friendly with, and they would become like too friendly as in like almost like a girlfriend like like too obsessive too like in your fucking business everything and as soon as I recognized that person that kept on coming along and you say absolutely fucking not happening again that leaves you and it doesn't happen again it's exactly the same with relationships and relationship patterns if you keep going for the same kind of person you're going to probably have the same reaction and the same result I mean, I could say the same thing now because I'm still learning. I'm still going through that all the time. I don't think it will stop until you meet somebody. But equally, every single person that you meet, regardless of how short the amount of time is, it could be a one-night stand, could be a drink, could be simply a text or something that someone, the way that they treat you is different. And you think, actually, yeah, that person's completely fucking right. Like, that's something I'll think about, you know, or they've taught me this, they've said, you know, X, Y, Z, and it's made me act differently on the next date. It's made me see those red flags that come up beforehand, whether it's before I wouldn't. Because it's funny, I was sat with my friend who um, has recently become single, and she was going through her hinge with me, and she'd matched with this guy that was pretty hot, and uh, she was showing me that the messages, and uh, one of the messages said... He said, oh, hey, you look really cute. Um, You've got a good vibe about you. And she was like, oh, thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. And he came back and said, 
something along the lines of, I gave you a compliment, where's mine? And she said, she didn't clock this, whether it was me, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, absolute fucking red flag. It'd be, and I would have unmatched or disconnected straight a fucking way because you're already seeing the red flags coming up. Imagine if what it would be like in a relationship with this guy. Crikey. Strap yourself in for a fucking nightmare. It's just, um, it comes from experience of dating and I feel like right now, fuck. I've gone on so many dates the last year, like going, even going for drinks with people, like it's not like I'm sleeping with every single person I meet because that would be absolutely outrageous. But meeting people and meeting all walks of life is very interesting to see what people's dating experiences have been like. And you learn from that also. Like it's very interesting to hear people's stories and hear people's um, connections with people and how far they go sometimes. It also happens, it's funny, um, with other connections you have with people that you feel like are going to go somewhere. And you do have like a, a spark with people, especially over messages, I think. I had it with this guy recently and I was quite excited uh, by him. And I, we kind of, we were going to meet, meet up on a date and we were like sexting and it was going really well. And I thought he was, he was great and he was getting quite excited by me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is actually quite sick. Like I haven't actually texted someone for a while. And I quite like that. Like, you know, like I said before about like that um, feeling quite, 15 again, like, oh, I've got a text, like, he fancies me, um, and, like, all of a sudden, after all this, like, sexy message, and I've never sent anyone any fucking nudes before, by the way, this is the first time I did it to this guy, bearing in mind, I know it's a bit silly, but, you know, we do it, right, and we learn, anyway, I sent him nudes, I went away for a little bit, and I came back, and he just fucking aired me, and I was like, this isn't like him, this is fucking, this is a red flag, what's going on here? So I messaged him again, I was like, hey, like, what's going on? And um, he came back to me and was like, look, I'm really sorry, I've actually met someone. Um, I can't date two people at once. And I was like, you know what, well, fair enough, whatever. That's cool. At least he was fucking honest. But it's actually quite gutting, isn't it? Because like, you think, oh, I've got a connection with this person. Quite excited about going on a date. But you forget that they're dating other people. Which is a bit, it's a bit sad, really, isn't it? Because you think... I mean, back in fucking, back in the olden days, back when I was 15 or 16, when you did used to text people and go on like cute little dates, or or even like when you were a little bit older, you kind of forget that there wasn't any dating, like dating apps now. It was very much like an organic thing, like a friend of a friend, or you met someone through school, or, you know, you kind of fancy someone like in your friend group, and it was very organic. Whereas now, you're kind of like, pick a number, sit down and wait your fucking turn. If you're lucky, you'll get a date. If not, you can fuck off because I'm going to disconnect from you. <laughs> it's so fucked. And there's so many amazing people and, and like literally all my friends, I can't tell you, fucking 10 out of 10s, all of them, successful fucking women who are just un- iconic human beings. And the people that I surround myself with, all iconic. And every single one of them is single. And every single one of them goes through exactly the same thing as I do. The rejection after rejection. The fucking... The ghosting. The constant ghosting. Fuck me, the ghosting. Sorry. If you're not interested, just fucking say you're not interested. It's not that difficult. It takes one fucking minute to compose a message. Or even have it in your drafts. Have it in your drafts and your notes and say, look, let's have a fucking insert name here. Thanks for the fucking date. I'm not interested. Have a good, have a great life. Bye. Obviously, a bit more polite than that, but you know what I mean. 
it doesn't make any sense to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. How people can go from having like a really, really intense connection, texting, sexting, really interested, let's follow each other on Instagram, you're this, you're that, you know, connecting. Not even having a date by this point. It's so intense before you've even met. And then nothing. Fucking radio silence. Like, what the fuck is that about? It's insane. <coughs> this cold is driving me up the fucking wall. I'm back down again. Um, anyway, I've gone on a fucking tangent. Jesus. But my main point is, if you're feeling like something's wrong in a relationship, even in a friendship, like, you're second-guessing something, or even in a job, you can basically put it in any... A point in your life that doesn't feel right. It could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be um, even a friendship, like something you're not feeling right in your gut. I f- that's another thing, right? I'll go back to this because I'll always reference this point. I always know in my gut, even if I'm texting somebody that I've just like matched with or whatever, if we're going to get on or not, you just know, you just know, right? You have a gut feeling. Well, this is what I've kind of gathered anyway so why would you why would you continue with something if it's not meant to be for you is that just human intrigue because I feel like sometimes with me it certainly is I like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt I think that's my downfall in a way is that probably the reason why I've had all these stories because I like to give people the benefit of the doubt I like to be surprised by people I think that's my um my thing um, but equally, sometimes I end up in some bad situations, and equally, I don't regret any of them, I don't regret anything I've done, but maybe that's why, but again, I wouldn't ever put myself in a situation now where I know that the relationship isn't right, or the job isn't right, or the friendship isn't right, because life is way too fucking short to give your time to those things that really do matter. Why would you spend time with somebody who's not treating you right? Or why would you be in a job that you fucking hate? Because you're wasting your fucking time. Quit the job that you hate. Start again. I know it's not easy. I've done it myself. I've done... I've gone from working in sales, literally wanting to fucking jump out the nearest fucking window every single day with a boss that I fucking hated, was a jumped up little shit that was younger than me and he was a cocky little wanker who had a fucking Audi on finance, who still lived at his bloody mum's house. Could it be any more tragic? It was fucking tragic. I couldn't take it any longer. So I had to make a change. So I made a fucking change. I was like, look, Robin said to me, what would you do if you could do anything? Apart from doing music, which I would have loved to, and I will pick that up again at some point, I would would be a tattoo artist. And um, I didn't think I was good enough to do that, but... You know, he assured me I was, and, you know, five years later, I look, five and a half years later, I look back and think, well, actually, I worked my fucking ass off. I got myself a cafe job, I slogged my guts out, drawing, and I put blood, sweat and tears into it, and it paid off. Anything that you want to do in this life is quite literally quite possible. It can be hard, and everything is hard, but surely, if it's hard, the payoff will be way better. Anything that's easy is probably going to be shit. You know what the saying is, don't don't force... Hang on, let me get this right. Love is like a fart. 
if you force it, it might be shit, which is fucking true. You don't want to force anything, especially love. Love's not something you can force, seriously. Get out of a fucking bad relationship, especially if it's fucking toxic. Jesus motherfucking Christ. I was talking to this about um, one of my friends and I was talking about controlling relationships and there's so many of them out there. I've been in one myself. I was with a guy on and off for like six years and he was like besotted with me and we were quite young. We were young, of course, and I was like, I definitely knew that he liked me more than I liked him. I know that most relationships are like that. I think one person definitely likes the other person way more. I think it's just like how it is. But for years, for years, he did say he would say to me that I was cheating on him. I wasn't. That wasn't what happened. I would never have done that to anyone. It's not in my character to do that. But for years and for fucking years, he went on about it. You're a fucking slag. You're this, you're that. Like... Why am I slag? What have I actually done to make you think that? That's your insecurities, not mine. Like, I've not done anything. I'm with you. If I'm with you, I'm with you. There's nobody else. Eventually, wore me down so fucking much that I did end up cheating on him because I thought, well, fuck you. You've literally forced me into a corner to do something I didn't want to do, but I'm doing it because you've basically put me in that category and now I'm just like, well, fucking may as well. I don't really know my point. Oh, so my point was controlling relationships. Sorry, I'm losing the trail, trail of thought here. Um, he was so controlling. I remember a day where he was... Um, I was living in London. He was in Bournemouth. And he FaceTimed me. No, sorry, I was on the phone to him. And he called me and said, Oh, what are you up to? I was like, Oh, I'm just in Tesco's with my friend. Um, he was like, Who's that in the background? I can hear some bloke in the back, um, in the queue. I was like, some guy in the queue. And he actually got me to fucking FaceTime him to prove to him that I was in the queue in Tesco's and that I wasn't cheating on him. Genuinely. This was constant. He wouldn't stop. He was so fucking paranoid I was cheating on him. I was like, fucking hell. And eventually, you will push someone to do that if you keep going on and on and on about it. I suppose my point is, with controlling relationships and people that keep saying these things to you, eventually you will push them away. Because you can't be in a relationship with someone that's going to do that to you. It's just not okay. There should be an equal amount of respect, an equal amount of love, and an equal amount of um, just general human etiquette towards each other. And it's hard to see people in relationships that are like that because there's so fucking many of them. It could be the smallest thing, being controlling. It could be someone saying... Um, no, you can't answer your phone um, on the weekend when you're with me. It could be, no, you're not going out of your friends tonight. It could be, um, it could be, I mean, you know what? Controlling to me is anything not to do with doing what you want to do in your life. When I've been with previous partners, I am quite literally like, you do what you want. It's your fucking life. The way I look at it is like, if you're in a relationship... You should be with somebody and you should come together as separate people, not to become one, but to enrich each other's lives in better ways and make each other better. It shouldn't be like, okay, I've got this void that needs to be filled and you're going to fill that void for the time being. 
What happens if that person breaks away from you? What are you going to do? You're going to look for that next person, whether they're good enough for you or not, to fill that void again because you're like, okay, fine, yeah, I've got it now, I've got it. That void's filled. I'm not going to be on my own. I can't be alone. That's the most terrifying thing. You have to be okay on your own. You have to. If you're not okay on your own, what the fuck are you going to do? You have to be. Because when you meet that person that is right for you, and it will happen, sometimes it just takes a a bit of time. And it takes a lot of healing on your own behalf to be able to do that. I suppose my point is... I don't really know what my fucking point is, to be honest. Just absolute rambling, I suppose you um, You've got to put yourself first. Be all and end all. You're your number one. Do not put anyone before yourself before you put yourself first. Like, of course, it goes without saying, yes, family, friends, etc. But no, you are your number one. You, could sh- you need to rely on yourself. If you're not in your best state, you can't give your best to anybody else. So why would you put your, your best in a relationship if they're not giving the best to you? To me, it doesn't make any sense. It's the same with what I was saying about jobs, friendships, life in general. If you're not completely happy with something you're doing and you're unsure and your gut's telling you, you know what, this isn't right, you should fucking get rid of it. Change it. What, what time is now then, you know, change it? Yes, things can be difficult. And things, changing things can be really hard. But maybe you'll look back in a couple of years and go, fucking hell, you know what? So bloody glad I did that. Because exactly how I feel right now, to a year ago, to breaking up with my long-term ex and soon-to-be ex-husband, it's like, I'm so glad I did that. And it's so sad, of course. And there's, gonna, there's a lot of fucking healing. It's going to take a long time. But you know what? If I hadn't, all these stories I've had, all these people I've met over the last year, would never have happened. It's crazy. It's like a sliding doors effect, isn't it? If you, if you take one train, if you take the other. Um, you have to do all of the things in your life that you want to do. If you don't, and you look back on your deathbed... Okay, let me put you in this situation. If you're on your deathbed tomorrow, would you be happy with what your life has turned out to be? Would you have said, you know what, could die tomorrow, be happy? Would you? Have you done all those things that you wanted to do? Have you? Checked all those things off your list? The bucket list is what people call it, right? Have you done the bucket list? Have you done anything on your bucket list? Are you waiting for something? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, though? You're waiting for other people's approval. You're waiting for someone else to say, you're doing the right thing. Oh, well done. Because actually it's not up to anybody else, is it? It's up to you. It's up to you to make that decision. If you don't, you're going to look back in 20 years or however many years' time and think, fuck, should have made that fucking jump. Should have broke up with that person. That fucking friend who's been holding me down all this time should have fucking cut them off. Should have fucking cut them off. Because why? Are you holding on to those things? If you want to make a change in your life, maybe this is a sign for you. A little little sign from me, little old me, to make a change. Whether that being the smallest thing in your world, like, it could be anything. It could be like, as generic as it fucking sounds, 
let's get down to the gym on Monday and get into shape before summer. Let's have a fucking hot girl summer. Could be that. Could be. You know what? Fuck it. I can treat myself to those fucking shoes I like. You only live once, baby. Go and fucking buy the shoes. Could be. You know what? That fucking toxic ex who keeps sex to me. I'm going to fucking block him. I'm going to get him off Instagram. I'm going to stop watching his stories. I don't want to see who he's with anymore. Get him out. It's not okay for you. Move on. As soon as you let go of these things, I'm not joking. The amount of things that come around the corner, once you've said bye to all this toxic shit, the universe is like, oh, fucking hell, finally, here we go. How long has this taken you to realise these things? Here we go. Here's, the, oh, here's all the things that you've been waiting for. Here's all the good shit that I've been holding back until you learn these, these lessons. Letting go of these toxic relationships. Because you don't need any of that shit. And until you learn that you don't need that and you put yourself first, none of these things are going to happen. So I suppose my point is, in this, um, whatever this fucking episode is, is that take a fucking leap. If it scares you, even better. Because if it doesn't scare you, then that's kind of life, isn't it? Like, if you're living, if you're living a boring life, day to day, then fuck, it's not life, is it? You need to be scaring yourself all the fucking time. Doing things that scare you. Go on dates that scare you. I go on dates all the time because they fucking scare me and I've become semi-professional dater. It doesn't scare me anymore. If anything, I like to hear people's stories. I'm fascinated by it. Do all the things that scare you. You're never going to look back and say, I fucking wish I'd never done any of that. You, you won't because you've got so much experience and being like, how many stories do you want to collect? That's how I look at it. I look at it, all the stories... And all the things you can tell people and the knowledge you can, you can give and the advice you can give actually as well. Which is, you know, a lovely thing that you can do for people. So yeah, I'm going to cut it off here because I'm rambling. But thank you again for listening. If this is the little sign from me to you, just go and fucking live your life. Like, get rid of the toxic shit. Cut that shit out. Even if it's um, down to like a silly Instagram of a girl or whatever you're following, who you kind of follow because you hate, because you're like, oh, God, they're doing so well. Or, you know, I know so many people do it. Unfollow. Go through your fucking list of people on Instagram. If they don't give you the feeling of feeling happy and, um, what's the... <laughs> excuse me, what's the word? Inspired. Don't inspire you. Unfollow. Get rid of. See you fucking later. Don't do it to yourself. What are you trying to do? Why are you torturing yourself? Make a list of things that you want to change. Write on a post-it note. Put it up on your fucking wall. Whatever you want to do. And if you can do one of those tiny little steps per day to change your life to make it better, whether that may be, you know, cutting out somebody or quitting a job, I know these aren't easy things, but the more you do them, the, the fucking more free you feel and the lighter you feel and the more human you feel because you're like, I'm putting myself first. You are your number one. Of course, any fucking questions or DMs are always open. If you ever want to talk, I'm always here. Um, my Instagram, as you know, is at Bunny's Tattoos. If you want to ramble, I'm here to listen. Um, of course, like, 
review, subscribe. I hate that I'm saying these things to you. <laughs> but that's, that's the bitch I am now. Um, always going to be open and honest. This is coming all from the heart. I'm, it's just literally me fucking blabbing on as per usual. <sighs> but yes, join me for next week. Um, who knows what's coming? Who knows? It's all fucking last minute situation. Um, but I'm hoping it would have helped someone this evening. Um, with something I've gone on about. God knows what any of that is. But I'm wishing you all a gorgeous week. Be the baddest fucking bitch you can be in your life. You're number fucking one. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to me chat shit. But, yeah, having a good one. Have a lovely week, and I will catch you next week. Um, and take good care of yourself.